This episode of Yo Adrian Talks is sponsored by The Serendipitous Soul. I'm Jennifer Rabo, a certified holistic life coach who loves to help people work with and potentially remove the things that can be holding them back. In fact, my sole purpose is to help you move forward no matter where your starting point is. Whatever it is you desire, I'm here to help you make it happen with proven ways to work with your thinking, proven methods to get there. So I invite you to check out my current special on a one-hour private perspective session, and we'll get you on your way. You can connect with me via my Facebook page at The Serendipitous Soul, my webpage, theserendipitoussoul.com, or via email at theserendipitoussoul at gmail.com. Thank you. Good Monday morning, my peeps. This is Yo Adrian Talks, and I am so excited to have Jennifer Rabel on here with me. Um, this is a leader I have looked up to for years because I started in um, direct sales about oh, 12 years ago in this company. And she's always been up there at the top doing her thing. And she's always got a smile on her face. Um, and I'm so excited to have you, Jen. Please introduce yourself and um, to all the listeners. Hi, I'm Jennifer Rabo, and I'm delighted to be here today. Thank you. It's an honor to be on your podcast, Adrian. Of course, I'm so glad you're here. So I'd love for you to just like kind of explain your journey with direct sales, like how you got into it and, um, you know, just a little bit about you so my listeners can know who you are. Absolutely. Okay. So again, my name is Jennifer Rabo and I hail from the Metro Detroit area here in Michigan. And, <laughs> and so my history in direct sales or being an entrepreneur goes all the way back to probably when I was like, seven years old. So, and I was a little girl. Actually, my mom says jokingly that I came out of the womb trying to sell the doctor something, you know, so I baby jumping out of my mom going, yo, doc, have I got a deal for you? So I weren't salesperson. I love selling. I still love the thrill of the sale. I swear every little item that moves out of my you know, inventory or every little item that moves out of my store gives me a little thrill. And so when I was um, a little girl and I was a little girl in the 70s, we used to have an Avon lady and her name was Dolores Fountain, which is a beautiful name for an Avon lady, especially back in the 70s, because, you know, she had the big bouffanty hairdo and she smelled good and was all pretty. And that was they actually came to your house and rang your doorbell. You know, yes. Avon calling, that was the ad back in Avon the day. Avon calling, I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, I love the Avon lady. She had little perfume samples and lipstick samples and catalogs. And when my mom would order, I would be right there. Well, do you know, for my seventh birthday in, um, let's see, I was born July 7th. And so for my seventh birthday, I believe that was 1973, Dolores Fountain gave me one of her old Avon cases filled with catalogs, uh, uh, an order book that had carbon in it, um, baby uh, lipstick, white lipstick samples, perfume samples, the whole kit and caboodle so I could play Avon Lady. So I would take my Avon Lady case all down my street and we had lots of senior citizens and they would let me sit on the porch and play Avon Lady with them. Oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> and as you can imagine, by the time I turned 18, I could legally sign a contract. In fact, the day I turned 18, guess what I decided to do? I decided to sign up and be an Avon lady. 
And so that was my first foray into direct sales was being an Avon lady. And then it was with a couple different companies after that, before I landed with the one I've been with almost 25 years now. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. yep. And so that's kind of how I got started. And uh, like I said, I've always loved to sell. I love the flexibility. That's the number one thing I have appreciated about my direct sales career over the past, uh, what, am I almost 30 years or 40 years? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. So I love how enthusiastic you are about the sale because, you know, in in general, women entrepreneurs, uh, I think the sale sometimes is what holds them back. Like, I don't want to be a salesperson. Like, I don't want to, you know, ask for money. I hear this a lot in coaching. I'm sure you do too. Um, so I love, like, what's your mindset behind that? Because your excitement is unreal. Like I'm, I'm hooked by you talking just now about, you know, how you're like, Oh, I just love it. Every single moment, every single little sale. So I'd love yeah. to just hear how you think about things. I think it would really help you know, the, the ladies out there and men listening. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. To me, it's the transference of energy. Okay. okay. I, so I, tell me more. Love this. Even things, then I can sell it. And so let's say, let's say the company that you work for or the, your own product that you're selling, your own service or product um, that you maybe uh, love more of them than some of them. Well, fine, focus deeply on the ones that you adore, understanding that the ones you might not adore still might appeal to somebody else. But if you really want to have that transference of energy, that excitement, that level of interest or whatever, you know, start with the things that, you know, such on fire, start with the things that you use in your own home. I really believe whether it's a service or an actual tangible product, you have to be a product of the product, right? And so um, I have two businesses. My one has tangible products. My one has services, but I am a product of both products. I love that. Um, I've never even thought of it that way before, but that is so great. So like we all know when you're using something and you love it, it's much more easy to talk about. I mean, like when somebody sees a great movie, right? They're the first to go out and share, Hey, I saw this great movie. You should. So I love that you use your products and talk about them. Um, and I know we've, we've talked in the past too, about, you know, you've had moments in the business where life got hard. Um, would you be willing to share some of that with the listeners? Just what kind of you went through and how you came through it? Yeah, absolutely. So the company I'm currently with, I've been with for over 24 and a half years, right? And if someone would have said to me that I would have any job longer than like five years, I would have told you I'm cra that's crazy because <laughs> I get bored. I get bored. And so needless to say, as you can probably imagine, right, I'm 57 years old. And when I started with my current company, I was a young mother, I was 32 years old with two small children. And life happens, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs, personal uh, trials and tribulations. And so the business, you know, had to ride with me good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes I was at the top of the roller coaster. Sometimes I was at the bottom. Uh, for years and years and years, I operated in what like I like to call kind of a machine mode, man. I was just a beast. I was going, 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 going. And at some point, I kind of couldn't maintain that level at that pace any longer. 
And so I had to start making some changes. And yeah, so some life situations came in that gave me a hard time. And I'm going to be honest about one because I'm not ashamed of any of this. But in the summer of 2008, I, for the first time in my life, I suffered from some depression. Uh, we bought our dream home and lo and behold, only a year into our dream home, uh, we got neighbors that were not great to be next to. Oh, and I got, no. oh, I got very, very depressed and I was so sad. And it was the first time in my life I was sad. I was uh, going into my bed and closing the blinds at seven o'clock on a summer afternoon or summer evening, because I just wanted the days to be over. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so, of course, can you imagine I could barely kind of function that summer for my own family, much less really function much in my business? Right. Yeah. And I mean, so you have to take care of yourself. You have to recognize what's happening. Um, and so when this started happening, how did you start working through it? I mean, sometimes it takes a while. Did it, you know, how did that journey go for you? Yes. And, and I've had two big kind of bumps in the road. That one was actually smaller than one I experienced later. And a lot of times, like you're so in it, you don't even realize you're in it till you're in it. And so how did I get out of that? So I love this. So thank you for asking that because it's one of the things I do when I work with clients is I kind of share this little story because I think everyone could benefit from this idea. And that is, I was laying on the bed, like I said, one early evening, and I thought to myself, Raybo, you are losing it, girl. I mean, think this is not good. Like you are not well, you're very sad. You're, you can hardly function like you're losing it. And I, and I remember thinking, I don't want to lose it. Right. Yeah. So I myself, Jennifer, what's within your control? What's within your control? Because I had been focusing for the better part of three months on certainly what was outside of my control. And that was the people that moved in next door. Right. There was uh, kind of out of my control. All right. Um, the moving there was out of my control, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I had been focusing on. And that's what put me down the drain. So I was like, stop with this. What's within your control? So at the time, I weighed 60 pounds more than I do now. So my first thought was stop eating so much junk. Two was stop drinking the Diet Coke because I was living off Diet Coke to keep myself awake because I was sleeping so bad. I thought, get out of the house and move your body a little bit. Get mm -hmm. some fresh air. And then I shut off the news. And I didn't listen to the news for 13 years. Wow. I know that's a big one because that's a lot of like, most news is not positive. I know they're slowly starting to bring in positive, but when you are in a negative spot and you're listening to negative things, and like you said, you're not eating healthy, you're not moving your body, all of those things, you know, just top one on the other, right? To make it harder and harder, I'm sure for you. And so as you started making those changes, what were some of the things you saw happen? Yeah, well, first of all, it felt extremely empowering to mind my own mind. You know, and Ooh, I love that what's within my control. All right. So even when I had little downward spiral days after, and certainly it was a process getting out of that hole, it was like, okay, Jennifer, like stop going over there. What's within your control? What's within your control? So I started off really small because like I said, it was 60 pounds heavier. And so I started with little walk at home, the walk, walk at home. I would do a mile 
15 minute mile. And boy, was I proud of myself because that's what I could do at the time. Mm -hmm. I kicked Diet Coke cold turkey because that's what I was living on. And then I did start to become more aware of uh, what I was putting in my mouth. I wasn't a saint by any stretch of the imagination, but I limited the, the junk. And I started to uh, get outside, get fresh air and do some of my walking outside when the weather permitted. Now I am, I don't know how many years later here, and I walk multiple times a week. I walked 11 miles over the weekend and it wow. is a habit that has stuck since 2008. So it was life changing. So that mindset shift along with reading the book um, by Darren Hardy, uh, The Compound Effect. I love me some Darren. I know it is unbelievable. Out of that. So that's all I did was compound effect it, right? I just did tiny you know, not so sexy changes, monotonous day in and day out. And of course, over the long haul, they had profound uh, impact on me. I love that because it's so true, right? These little changes that you made, just getting outside, just, you know, letting go of some of that negativity, you know, focusing on what you could actually change because you can't change other people. You can't change what they think about you. You can't change how they act. So like you said, focusing on, you know, your neighbor's behavior, there's nothing you can do about that except for work on you and what you want out of life and focus on that, you know, focus on your dream house that you're in and, you know, try to try to love all those things. So as you started making these changes, how did you see your, your, you know, mindset shift? I mean, these are small habits, like you said, just little habits that you said, I'm going to walk, I'm going to change what I'm eating. And I'm going to turn off this, this news, right? Like these are the three little habits that I'm going to keep going. So then what did you see change for yourself as this kept happening, you know, as you kept doing these things? Yeah, I felt like I was a much, much healthier human being, not just, I'm not even talking physically, because um, it helped, but I still had some things to do in the in the body space to make some some bigger changes, but yeah. Oh my gosh, the mental attitude. So I had always been a big political pundit, uh, when I was younger, I, that's why I listened to, uh, you know, people kind of going back and forth on political issues. And that was the news kind of, I was listening to, and that was what was bringing me down because I was listening in my car and then I was streaming at my desk at the time. And so getting away from that was huge. And I don't think people realize or understand that, that what we consume isn't just through our mouths, it's through our ears, right? Mm -hmm. And it found effect. And for me, listening to that day in and day out, five days a week was toxic. It was like eating junk food every day, but just through my ears. And so just releasing that alone was huge. Now I have to say that I did find that there were, um, some people that wanted to pipe in with their two cents worth and tell me, well, you know, you're just sticking your head in the sand and you can't do that. And it's like, look, you got to do what's best for you. These people are not living my life. If being away from that for 13 years helped me heal, I'm all over it. So mm -hmm. don't let people try to guilt or shame you into doing things you know don't serve you well. I love that too, because I remember that with Darren Hardy, that really hit me. He's like, you let the political people handle the political problems. You let the people saving the whales, save the whales. You pick what you want to do with your life, what your main purpose is, and you focus on that. So you can take that. You can, you know, he always said like, I'm helping people 
see what's best for them and live a better life and get what they want out of life. That's what he's doing. So he can focus on that while other people are focusing on what they, they know best and what they do best. Right. So I love that you kind of realize that on your own, these other people know what they're doing. They're in politics because this is what they wanted out of life. This is the battle they want to, you know, help fight and make better. Right. And so you get to focus on what makes you better and what makes you help the world. Yeah. And I can't say this, look, if you're passionate about an issue and you want to speak up about something, I'm all for it. If you of want course. something, I'm all for it. But at that time in my life, I, I wasn't in a place to absorb that amount of negativity, especially on top of the sadness I was feeling about my current life situation with the new neighbors. It just wasn't a good time for me. So um, it just didn't work for me at the time. And life is like that, right? We need to kind of uh, readjust every now and then we need to kind of observe and orient ourselves, right? So that mm -hmm. we can do what we might want to do next. So I think that's what's important. And that awareness you found from all this, you know, that now you're able to kind of, what do they call it? Like, look at yourself with a bird's eye view sometimes and go, oh, wait a minute, this, this, whatever you're surrounding yourself with or doing might not be serving you or, oh, wow, this is really working. These, you know, cause I know it's a lot about what you listen to and who you surround yourself with. And I know, I'm sure you know that a lot with coaching too. You know, you hear of people that get themselves in a, a friend group or something like that, where a lot of it's negative, you know, and they're, that's where their head goes. Like, it's very easy to follow suit. You know, it's kind of in our DNA to be like the people you surround yourself with. So was that something that you also kind of, you know, took with you on this journey? Yeah, I, I think over the years, what's happened too, is that I realize I'm much more discerning about who I have in my life these days. So I don't necessarily keep people in my life just because of time served, okay? If I've known you since junior high, but it's a drag being with you every time, or I actually don't look forward to seeing you, um, then I reevaluate that relationship. So I don't just keep people around because they've been around, right. okay? I actually have, I have the most wonderful group of friends in my life right now. And a lot of it's because of the serendipitous soul, because I meet incredible women through that. And, uh, and through Tastefully Simple, uh, yeah. right? My, I've been with for years, my goodness, what wonderful women and just salt of the earth human beings are in Tastefully Simple. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, and yeah, I say, you know, and one of the things I just want to mention this, Adrian, that I find just so limiting is it seems like the older women get, the more they feel like they can't find new friends or make new friends. And this is why they kind of hang on to and cling on to people that don't do anything to help fill their bucket. You know, I'm a big fan of reciprocal relationships. If it's all one-sided, it's not going to feel good. And to let people know, yes, you can make new friends. You can add new people to your life, you know, find that new tribe. You can definitely do that. Don't, don't limit yourself and think that you just got to have the same old people just because you've always had the same old people. I love that advice because I think you're so right. I think that, um, especially women, I think we find it so hard, right? To like find new friends, but there's other women out there just like you that are looking for the positive, the forward focus, the, you know, salt of the earth, like you said, people 
to be in their lives. So I, I think that you are so correct that when you put out the, the energy of what you're looking for, those people will find you. So like you have with your community, we build here at Yo Adrian Talks, same community. Like sometimes you have to go outside that comfort zone of those people you've been with forever because there are other women looking for exactly that same thing, no matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. I love that you brought that up because I do think, you know, for some reason, we let age play into a lot of our decisions on what we can or can't do or, you know, what our life could be. We get in a comfort zone a little bit easier the older you get. Well, it's because, too, when you're younger, you have mom friends. When you have kids, school-age kids, you have mom friends. So it makes making friends a lot easier. It takes more effort when your kids are, say, college and above you actually have to put a little effort into it. And it's funny because I teach some classes on making friends and women will say, this is weird. It kind of feels like dating. And I'm like, it is like dating. <laughs> you gotta ask somebody out, see if they want coffee. You got to ask them to go for a walk with you. It kind of is like dating because you're starting to formulate a relationship with yeah. somebody. And I that's, that's, okay. that's part of it. That is part of it. That's part of the journey. And the journey is the best part, right? Like, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, I always ask my listeners, so I'd love to know, it sounds like you have had lots of moments, like you said, ups and downs, and you keep finding your true self and getting back to where, you know, you can be your best self. So what would advice would you give to your listeners when they're in these spots, these, these harder spots of business or life, personal, whatever, um, what, what's your biggest advice? First of all, start with that question I asked myself on the bed that night, what's within my control, okay? And I don't care if you just come up with one thing, what's within my control? So let's say you're on a health journey and you're like, oh, I have so much weight to lose. Okay, sh let's just start with name one thing, what's within your control? And you might say, well, I guess I really could move my body a little bit more. Okay, fabulous. So what's that look like to you? Something reasonable. So then after you kind of make peace with what is and you say what's within my control and you've chosen something, then take that thing and say, what am I willing to do, you know, to make that happen? What am I willing to do? And you might say, well, I'm willing to, to go outside and go for a walk. All right, let's be reasonable. You're going from nothing. How often are you willing to do that? Well, I'm willing to do that three days a week. So this is what I call the negotiation process. This is where you start to negotiate with yourself, okay? And you can be kind of a, 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 a you know, a tough negotiator. So it's like, well, I'll do three times a week. Now, let me tell you something. If within a week, you're not doing three times, go back to the negotiation table, okay? You got to negotiate again because if you're doing nothing, the terms are too high still. So if you got to negotiate two and you don't do that and you go back and you got to negotiate one and one is where your sweet spot is and you finally start walking one day a, a week, boom, it's a starting point. So what I'm saying is if you set a goal for yourself and it ends up being a little too high, instead of going, oh, 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 I didn't do it. I stink, forget it, I'm out go back and negotiate a new term with yourself until you will do what that thing is. And, and maybe in this case, again, going out for a walk, you're lucky to put your shoes on one morning and then check, take it from there. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? So you don't have to give up. You just have to go back to the negotiating table. 
I love that because we talk a lot on the podcast. I say a lot, like people should on themselves. Like I should have done this. I should have done that. And, and instead of doing that, like you said, just go back to the drawing board. Okay. So this didn't work. Like I should have done this. I didn't. So what will I do? I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like getting in your control and just negotiating with yourself. So you get somewhere, you make that small habit start. So that is awesome advice. I really appreciate that. (laughs) And let me tell you something. Anytime you say should or shouldn't, you're just arguing with reality. And when you argue with reality, you lose every time. So you're much better off doing what I suggest. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing your advice. I think a lot of listeners are going to be able to apply this both personally and in their business life, um, that when you want to change something, just go back and negotiate with yourself. I love that. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer, for coming. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Adrian. And you guys, you know, until next Monday, when Yo Adrian talks, realize the power is within you.